Tell me I'm wrong. He is. He yeah. is. He is a very <laughs> ugly looking Pokemon. He's uh, got a face only a mother could love. That's all right. Well, it just that's why he doesn't sleep, man. It's just like, why do I? I don't understand what's going on. What's my name mean? You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Generation 5, the sequel. Tomato, tomato, I mean, Latios and Latias. The burning, burnt by burnout question. Empoleon mans the hydro cannons. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to episode 77 of the GoCast podcast. I'm your host, Chris, and with me, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. It's a Thursday evening. We had to do a little bit of rescheduling this week because it was Kyle's girlfriend's birthday happy birthday to her did you guys have a good time yeah yeah we, you know we went out to dinner and just you know had a good time awesome awesome it actually worked out in our favor because there was some news that was dropped today for an event this weekend so hey i like being topical i hope you do too kyle uh, but before we get to all of that shout out to our brand new patron v frank thank you so much for uh, supporting us via patreon we'll talk more about that at the end of the show and we hope that you're enjoying uh the time you spent thus far and you will then continue to spend hopefully uh in our discord we're happy to have you now kyle it's been kind of a weird week week and a couple of days rather since last recording uh, but we did set some goals, and I'm kind of curious to see how we both did, <laughs> okay. uh, considering the weeks that we've both had. We were just talking before the show about, oh my gosh, we forgot Pokemon Go existed. Just a uh, little, just a little <laughs> bit this week. <laughs> okay, Kyle, you had three goals last week. First okay. of which was to max your Sableye. Hang on, let me let me see what I actually got to on that. Uh, what was the next one? Uh, the next one was to complete your Fusion Cup team. I did do that. Oh, but. right. <laughs> but. But. Because there's a but. I forgot to sign up for our local PvP because <laughs> I just totally spaced on it and didn't realize registration was happening. Oh, dude, it's a bummer because there's 11 people <laughs> registered. You would have made it a, a round number. Oh, man. That's oh, my fault. Next it's, time. It's next fault. time. It's okay. We'll, we'll get to do some sparring and, and make your investment worthwhile. <laughs> um so you also wanted to knock out an excadrill raid that did not happen okay what about that sableye though it is it is level 32 and a half okay that's not close <laughs> no no it's not close okay I'm, I'm gonna need more stardust okay fair enough fair enough did you hit 50 kilometers this past week for your adventure oh, sink no, no oh no oh no <laughs> okay all right fair enough I did get one nice addition to my collection this week that I was very excited about. Okay. I got a shiny snow runt. Ooh, I like that blue I was, color. I was super, super excited. I was out getting lunch and I just clicked on it as I uh, when I parked the car and it was shiny and I was so excited. I took a screenshot and then I went to go get the food. And it wasn't until I almost got home that I was like, oh, no, 
What gender is it? It's male. Oh no! I'm sad. Oh no! I'm sad that it's male. Yeah, yeah. So somebody out there likes Glalie, and I just have yet to meet them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I well. liked Glalie when it came out in the generation it came out in. Yeah, for sure. And then and then Frostlass existed, and you're like, well, that's just better. It is. It has better lore. It has better design. It has better typing. Everything like yep. Frostlass is just a superior evolution, but. I'm sure there's somebody that's like, oh, how dare, dare you? you? I love my floating ball with horns and a huge mouth. I mean, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> hey, it gets a mega evolution. That that is true. That is true. And the mega evolution doesn't look too bad. It's it's it's, it's fuzzier, it's, right? Okay. It's just fuzzy yes. and bigger, more teeth, something like that. I think oh. it's like like it's like head slash mask rises up farther from its oh, lower jaw. Gotcha. Well, that sounds terrifying. Well, we're, we should be safe in Pokemon Go for a while for Mega Evolutions. We'll just ride yeah. that wave for a while. Um, but as far as uh, my goals are concerned, I wanted to hit 300,000 Stardust. I did I did do that, um, but not for the reason I wish I had, which we'll get to in a minute. 50 eggs. I've hatched 63 eggs since we last uh, recorded. Fusion Cup nice. team did do that. And then I wanted to hit 50 kilometers, and that unfortunately did not happen this past week i've been going to the gym every single morning uh i think i'm like 15 days in a row now something like that and i'm learning the hard way because it's really cold outside i haven't been able to like get out and go and do uh laps and stuff like that around the park or whatever but i'm learning the hard way that like sitting on a like a bike or using an elliptical or something like that doesn't necessarily get me the distance i'm looking for I'm definitely logging no. the distance. You know what I mean? Not not precisely, though. Right. In my experience, an elliptical gives you like a little bit more than half the distance you cover. Yeah. Onto so, your adventure thing. I'm I'm royally upset about that because I put in a lot of effort this week. But hey, you know what? Fitness is its own reward. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I would have loved 91 and a half thousand starters, though. I'm just saying if I could be mailed to my house, I feel like I am more than deserving although if stardust <laughs> showed up in an envelope i don't know how i'd react would i even recognize it is it just glitter i'd be like can i is this worth anything is it like diamond dust or something i don't know it's gotta have some value in the real world right something you'd think so but anyway i think i'm just gonna feed it to wild animals to make them better <laughs> okay well uh, i i mean close 75 percent. i'm i'm thrilled with myself i think i actually did more than i had anticipated um but you and i are gonna have to have some fusion cut matches man it's gonna have to yes. happen but anyway fail miserably let's let's hop into the news here because we've got a lot to cover The first piece of news is something that's happening, well, in just a few days here. This weekend, in fact, we've already covered this in the past, but there's some additional information that we'd like to share with you. Piplup Community Day, of course. I'm so excited. I love Piplup. It's shiny, is lackluster. It's just a light blue. Yeah. But Piplup is Piplup is Piplup, and Piplup Piplup's cool. is cute. Yes, he sure is cool. Um, there is two different times. And it's dependent on which hemisphere you currently live in. I say currently because you never know what the future might hold. You could flip hemispheres. You know, I'm hopeful of change for everybody out there. So when is it happening? In the northern hemisphere, it's happening Sunday, January 19th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. in your local time zone. In the southern hemisphere, 
you know, the other side of the equator, Sunday, January 19th as well, from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. in your local time zone. Before we move on to the bonuses and such, can we just say that that's really cool that they're doing this, that they're splitting it by hemisphere? Both it's logistically, <laughs> yeah, but like also it just makes more sense based on uh, the amount of daylight and such that are in those different parts mm-hmm. of the world. And, so, and the weather. Yes, 100%. I think I think that's very proactive of them, and I, I'm, a, I'm a fan. The bonuses for this event include three-hour lure modules, as always, but also one-quarter egg hatch distance. I'm thrilled. I always love hatching them eggs. We know that. Now, Mr. Kyle, you sighed heavily. Would you care to give some context for your sigh? I would like to point out and remind people, primarily Chris, in case he's forgotten, we have a cycle for these bonuses for Community Day usually. Yes. What was last Community Day's bonus? Was it also egg hatch distance? It was also egg hatch distance. We're due for Stardust this month. Oh, that's okay. I get a lot of Stardust from my egg hatches. No. I want to double it up. (laughs) Hatch, double hatch and catch stardust okay that's what we need you, you want man you want everything in there yeah stacks with the stacks with the event go that'd be amazing uh but uh, it's just it's very no strange dice. to see the egg hatch distance when we're already having like a hatchathon going on type thing oh it, it ended today so we we're on the so, other side of that event for sure so it's like it just feels kind of bad yeah, I guess so. Hey, but you know what? You're already in the mindset of hatching eggs. Maybe that's why. <laughs> I don't know. But Spend more money. In any case, um, this does appeal to some people, and, and I'm one of those people. I, I do quite enjoy hatching eggs. We did just get some new boxes in the shop. I wasn't planning on yes. talking about this, but let's talk about the Adventure Box for a second. Because if you if you haven't checked yet, please do. It's like the best deal on Super Incubators I've seen in a very long time. I think it's like 17 or like 15 Super Incubators, something like it's, that. It's 15 and then three regular and I think there are star pieces There are in there star too. pieces. Yes, I think there's four in there or something like that. It might be three or four. Either way, yeah, so. that adventure box, good value. If you're looking for a good value box, please pick that one up. And then before we do move on from Pibble Community Day, the special move was announced um, and to no fanfare whatsoever, and no surprise whatsoever, Hydro Cannon was revealed as the special move. Woohoo! Yeah, that's <laughs> I couldn't even awesome. Put, I, I couldn't even put the the required emphasis to make it ironic. <laughs> it just uh, it is no surprise. Uh, that doesn't mean it's no, bad. It's I mean, not. Hydro Cannon is a great move, and it's going to be great on Empoleon. You know, whatever. <laughs> For those who care, real quickly, Empoleon with Hydro Cannon is not any better. For the most part, for PVE, he's still worse than Swampert, way worse than Kyogre, worse than Gyarados, worse than Kingler. So, yeah, yeah, maybe in PVP. Yes. Where the steel typing is beneficial. That's that's true. um, But it was already great in PVP. So exactly. So it's going to be a a boon to have Hydro. I'm just saying it doesn't change its state of affairs i guess you know yeah. it doesn't really mix uh, mix it up so anyway i mean i would always grab a few of them so you never know like when it's going to be an excellent choice maybe for a pvp cup in the future it would be again another niche pick and hydro cannon might come in handy but community day is community day and it's always fun so i mean i'm gonna take part anyway kyle i, I hope you get a chance to play a little bit too i know you're working that day uh, but beyond Piplup Community Day, though, there is probably the biggest piece of news and what we will probably spend most of our episode talking about in some fashion or another. New Unova Pokemon, and additionally, a trade evolution mechanic has been added to the game. First and foremost, let's talk about the new Pokemon. 
The one that you can find in the wild, you can find Roggenrola, Timpole, Dwebel, Trubbish, Carablast, <laughs> Joltik, and Shelmet. If you are a bug lover like I am, this is a great wave of Pokemon. There are some excellent, excellent bug Pokemon in this grouping. And I think uh, I think it's great that we have a, a huge group of new Pokemon that are also coming out in the wild. We'll talk about the ones that are worth your time looking for and collecting in just a little bit here. But let's get through the list of what the new Pokemon are and, and how you can obtain them. In eggs, in 2Ks, you're looking at Venipede, who can also be a ditto. Thanks, Catherine, for that pointing that out today for us. Um, and Dwebble is also in 2K. In 5K, Roggenrola, Timpole, Trubbish, Carablast, Joltik, and Shelmet. That's all of them except for Dwebble, it looks like, who, who was just, like we said, in 2Ks. Um, in 10Ks, in 10Ks, I bet you're wondering what's in there. Ooh. Four new Pokemon are added. Ooh, my goodness. Timber. Ooh, hello. Numachop, Tertuga, Arkin, and Axu, who we mentioned last week, is Ooh. like the Lavatar of this uh generation so that's pretty great um in raids you can also find timber one star raid i knocked one of those out this week myself and it was easy peasy lemon squeezy uh, and then there are also some new regional pokemon by some i mean like wow they added six technically six regional pokemon there is throw of the duo sock and throw throw is available in the north and south americas and africa it's also in 10k eggs if you get one from those regions Sock, the other end of that duo, is in Europe, Asia, and Australia, also in 10k eggs from that region. Uh, Maractus, it's a cactus. It's got pigtails, oh, it looks like. I God. like Maractus, dude. Maractus I is a cool Pokemon. Really? That's a shame and a half yeah. because it's in southern in very... United States, Mexico, Central America, the Caribbean, and South America. Uh, Sigilyph, Sigilyph, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff is available in Egypt and Greece. It's like a flying multicolor. It looks like a painting. looks like a hieroglyphic painting, I think, something like that. And then there's Basculin. There's two versions of Basculin. The red striped one is available in the Eastern Hemisphere, and the blue striped one is available in the Western Hemisphere hemisphere so happy hunting to those uh, out there looking for those pokemon again we'll talk about the relevant ones in just a moment so if you're like wait why aren't you guys talking about it just just wait a second we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> i promise we'll talk about this at nauseum but really quick this trade evolution thing what's with this mechanic basically you can trade pokemon and it'll affect the evolution cost for said pokemon there are some pokemon that it's affected retroactively Kadabra, Machoke, Graveler, and Haunter are some Pokemon that can now benefit from trade evolution. If you received one of these Pokemon in the past from a trade, congratulations, that Pokemon will retroactively qualify for no candy cost when you evolve it. Of Thank the God. new Pokemon, yes, that's, it's interesting how, they're, how they, they managed to do that. Have you had a chance to, to mess with this mechanic before we talk about the other side of this? I have. I, I had a couple of lucky trades that I just kind of sat on because I didn't want to evolve for one reason or another. Right. Like I had a item, a chop and a haunter that were both lucky, like 98 that I did. Nice. Okay. So, so here's the question. Great. If you trade a machop and then you evolve it into a machoke, is it then still free? Yes. That is incredible. Awesome. Good to know. 
Um, of the new Pokemon, though, that uh, benefit from this trading mechanic, it's not just older Pokemon you already have, but Boldor, the second evolution of Rog and Rolla, Girder, the second evolution of Timber, Carablast and Shelmet, both first evolutions, because there's only a two, uh, one stage, technically one stage evolution. Um, they're now appearing in Pokemon Go and are eligible for trade evolution benefits. So there's there's that. Other than that, I think they would cost 200 candies and not the 100 that like Machoke cost before. I think it's like, I think it's even more than that. You think it's more than 200? I'm pretty sure Carablast and Shelmet, it's 200 unless you trade. Let me check. It is 200. God dang it. For some reason, I thought it was 400 from what no, I saw, no, no. but that's fair. Yeah, so 200 there. So if you don't want to, you know, spend that steep cost, you can always trade. But of course, the, the you know, the the balance of, of this action of you getting a, you know, a free evolution is that you're kind of throwing the IVs to the wind um, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. But of course, you don't have to evolve it just because you traded it, I suppose. And that's it's a nice. Cool. It's nice that they give the option to spend a lot of candy to evolve it Mm -hmm. for the people who catch 100% in the wild or something like that. Right. really want to keep it. Right. Or if you don't have a lot of people around you that play and you don't have a lot of opportunities to trade. Still to finish your deck. Yes, absolutely. I think that that is smart design and and well adapted to Pokemon Go, which is not something we get to say all the time. But I think this is great. (laughs) I really I really honestly do. Anyway. That's it for the trade evolution mechanic. I'm, I'm thrilled that they're bringing more of these sorts of features into this game. And again, I think it's well integrated. Kyle, any any final thoughts on the trade evolution mechanic or no? I think it's it's great that it's added, but I think it's also pretty funny that it took until we got Carablast and Shelmet before they're like, all right, we can't just give these a candy cost anymore. Right. We have to do something. For those who don't know who play only Pokemon Go, Carablast and Shelmet are a duo of Pokemon, and the only way they evolve is if they're traded with each other. One person trades Carablast for someone else's Shelmet, and then both of them will evolve during the trade. I just think that's it's pretty funny that that's the one Pokemon duo that that got them to finally do it yeah. retroactively for everything. Do you know what the two are based off of? Uh, they're they're like knights, right? Well, yes, thematically, yes, but but the but like the animals, the insects, you mean? Yeah, the insects, no, I rather. Yeah, so okay, so Shelmet, Shelmet and Carablast represent a duo of actual animals, and I can't quite remember exactly what they are. I just remember the the nature of of what they're trying to emulate here with the switch. But uh, basically, Carablast is like some sort of um, invasive species that will basically like go into the shell of what the animal that Shelmet is based off of, or the bug, rather. Um, it will kill the, the animal and then take over the shell, right? Or just steal the shell. So when you trade them in the games, Carablast turns into, uh, was it, Excavalier? Um, and it gets yeah. the armor, and Shelmet loses its armor and is wrapped in, like, bandages. <laughs> so it's it's a little dark, uh... but, it, but it is really quite interesting. I love little stuff like that. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and pokemon is filled with it it absolutely is it's also filled with stuff like this are you ready for a special raid weekend <laughs> oh boy <laughs> we're supposed to get five to seven inches of snow this friday evening into saturday morning <laughs> so i don't know about oh, that geez. but um special raid weekend latios and latias when is it happening friday january 24th at 
1 p.m. to Monday, January 27th. Oh, this is next weekend. Thank goodness. Hopefully, we won't have as much snow next weekend. Features include the legendary Pokemon Latios and Latias will be in five-star raids. And friendly reminder that the Shinies have been released previously before. They were in research breakthroughs. They have been in raids several times. This is not necessarily exciting for long-term players, but it is an exciting opportunity to collect those shinies and get out and do something a little bit different than what we have been doing, I suppose. And one of the shinies is really good, and the other shiny is green. And so. there's nothing wrong with that. Some of us, some <laughs> of us, our favorite color is green. I'm not going to name any names, but it's not yes. Kyle. There's only two of us. Uh, so <laughs> are you going to participate in this special raid weekend, Kyle, or no? Probably not. Okay, probably not, but maybe you know I don't have I don't have a shiny of either of them. So oh no, nice have. you do not. I think you I've only got one of them, um, and I don't feel necessarily motivated so much as to go out and and get the other one and raid very very hard for it. And I'll be super honest with you, it's really because of the weather. If it was beautiful weather, I would go out and do yeah. a little bit, but it is yep. rather prohibitive uh, out you know the Midwest right now. So. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, but here's something you can rejoice in, and it, it does affect your play in general, even from your couch, not necessarily out in the tundra. Uh, we, we did just say goodbye to uh, the Party Hat Pokemon today at 3 p.m. local time, the 16th. The uh, Hatchathon has ended, so no more Party Hats to be had, although the party doesn't stop because Shiny Wurmple and family are now live in the wake of seeing uh shiny party hat wormple so that's exciting um i think good cascoon and sis silcoon silcoon they've got good colorations but the other ones i just whatever (laughs) (laughs) and shiny wormple's all you need though so it's okay it's really true i just want a small army of those that i can just like you know deck out for pvp and by that i just mean waste a bunch of resources on a pokemon that will still get two shot so (laughs) there's that all right that was a lot of news and like i promised we'll talk more about these new additions to our pokedex uh in gear up so this week on gear up we're going to be riding the gen 5 wave some more we're going to talk about what stands out what you should look out for potentially what you should grind for number one is pretty obvious we've been talking about it for a little while conkelder is released and well, you know, Lucario's a thing now. <laughs> yes. So Conkelder is not and never got to have his chance at being number one, but he's number two, and that's worth something. He is still better than Machamp. It's still worth going out and getting Conkelders. His best move set's gonna be counter and dynamic punch. It's you know, as you do for fighting types. He also is pretty good in Master League if you're looking at that sort of thing. If you want to bring a fighting type, his only downside is he can't bring power up punch. Next up, we have Haxorus, which Woo! is the third evolution of Axew that we mentioned earlier. That's pseudo legendary for the generation. He's a really strong dragon type. Third highest dragon DPS behind Rayquaza and Salamence. But he's pretty squishy, so he's basically exactly on par with Dragonite. So it's not as exciting as it could be, but Haxorus is an awesome Pokemon. So I think that makes up for it. 
if it he's, gets he's... outrage though right i mean yeah, yeah. it's current best move set is dragon tail and dragon claw so he could get a much better move in the future and that would that would probably put him on par with salamance maybe even a little bit better so do you think we're likely to get an Axu Community Day more than we are a Gibble Community Day, considering Gibble's shiny's already out? It For sure. At this point, it just seems much more likely. Okay. But, you know, everyone was excited for a potential Gibble Community Day, and that didn't happen, so who knows? Yeah. But Haxorus has a lot more room for improvement than Gibble does, so that's a plus in the Axu Community Day corner for the future. All right. Next up, we have Gigalith. Don't bother. It's a really cool looking Pokemon, but it's the fifth best rock type, but it's so far below Rampardos and Tyranitar. It's just not really worth it. Archaeops? Ar- Arch- Archaeops? I think it's Archaeops. Yeah, because he'd be. Archaeops? Uh, he's based like off of Archaeopteryx. No, Archaeopteryx. Archaeopteryx, yes. I we'll think. Learn do something I have that? Do I, I'm saying, you, you keep going. I'm going to look that up. Uh, well, I'm just going to say a couple of things about Archaeops. It's a shame about his moveset because it's real bad. He has a ridiculous attack stat of 292. I think that puts him at number two or three. Okay. For comparison, Mewtwo has 300. So That's crazy. But Mewtwo is also way more bulky. Archaeops is pretty squishy. He's got like 131 defense and one like 80 something for stamina. Okay. Not that great. So uh, Wikipedia confirms it is Archaeopteryx, which makes me feel very proud that I was able to pull that out of the, the ether. But Archaeopteryx is a genus of bird-like dinosaurs that is transitional between non-avian feathered dinosaurs and modern birds, hence the the look of it kind of being like a sparsely feathered raptor. Oh, so it's an unoriginal Pokemon name. Got it's, it is it cool. is literally <laughs> just a dinosaur that actually exists. just called it right. dinosaur. If they were like, this is a T-Rex and we're going to call him T-Rex, you know? They, they didn't, instead of, you know, trying to think of something clever like Tyrantrum for a T-Rex, let's just call it Rex. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately, there's not much else to say about Archaeops. If he gets more appropriate movesets in the future, he could be really good. But I don't know what his moveset looks like from the base game. So this may be the best moveset he could possibly learn. Hmm. I'd have to go look that up later, which is a shame. Oh, well. I mean, I, I'm kind of happy that it's balanced like that. If if they have to, because of the way it translates to Pokemon Go, if they have to cut it at the knees with a moveset in order yeah. to keep an attack set of 292 in check, then that's what they got to do. Lastly, this one's this one's for Chris's benefit. Escavalier, which is the evolution of Carablast that we mentioned earlier. He's the fifth best bug type in the game. Which is not good because <laughs> bug types are not the greatest. And he's still worse than Caesar, which is okay. You don't want him to outshine Caesar anyways. No, of course not. But he is really good in Ultra League. He's the number two bug type, but number one is Heracross. So if you don't have a really good Heracross for PvP, Escavalier is basically your number one. And his best moveset for Ultra League is going to be Counter with Megahorn and Drill Run. Holy coverage, Batman. Yeah. Goodness, that's f- fighting bug ground, right? 
Yeah, and if you really want, you can go for the bug quick move as well if you know you're going to really want the bug typing with bug bite. But counter is also just a really strong quick move. Oh, for sure. It, it's real quick with energy generation. So I think that takes care of all the standouts for this generation. There's some really cool ones, but not they don't they don't make a splash in the relevancy mm. department. We'll talk about this towards the end of the show. But is there one in particular that you're excited about? Of this list, I'm excited about Haxorus just because I like Axew. Like Haxorus is really cool, but Axew is, is pretty cute. Yeah, so I think so. I think Axew is cuter than Larvitar. Yes, definitely. It's the really tiny horn sticking out of the side of its mouth. Fangs. Yeah. yeah. Tusks, whatever they are. It's still cute. Uh, you know, tusks are just like mouth horns, right? They are, technically. I, I don't want to look up the difference between horns and tusks like we <laughs> antlers and, and whatever we did last time. What was that? Antlers and horns? It was antlers and horns. Yeah, that's right. An- antlers and horns. <laughs> oh, man. People don't come here for biology, except they do. We cover a little bit here in the Pokalore, which is next. <laughs> uh, thank you for that, Kyle. Appreciate it. Oh, I'm looking forward to Excavalier, but we'll talk about that later. Pokalore time. I just, I'm so excited to talk about this. I can't stop myself. It is Timber, Girder, and Conkelder, the muscular Pokemon. <laughs> all three of them. Muscly it's boys. The, the muscular, even though they're all construction themed. Yes. They no. couldn't have come up with a better muscular. typing than muscular Pokemon. Yeah, not like the constructive Pokemon. Nothing else. Yeah. You know, like, ah. Uh, missed opportunity except not really i kind of love the simplicity of it it's a little charming you know what i mean (laughs) first up is timber timber is a gray bipedal pokemon with a dark purple nose and dark gray oval shaped eyes it has bulbous protrusions extending from the front and lower parts of its head pink vein like bulges are present on the back of its head similar pink bands adorn its shoulders and thighs it always carries squared logs and uses them to fight with When it can easily lift a heavy block of timber, it is close to evolving. Timber isn't like not its name, but like timber isn't like like a log. (laughs) Just just to get that straight. But I guess its name makes a lot of sense now. Uh, Timber is usually found near construction sites helping construction workers. Can you imagine being the first person to like discover this Pokemon? You're like building a house and then like five of these things just come out, start helping you. And you're just like, okay, all right. Okay. I'm not going to ask any questions. Sounds Just good. Let them carry the wood. Where are you guys getting that wood from? <laughs> are you guys born with that log? What is going on here? I mean, they hatch with that. That's odd, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what egg group are trees in? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Let's let me go look up Sidowoodo real quick. Oh, hey, that's a good one. All right. <laughs> Girder is next. Girder is also a gray bipedal Pokemon with a large, round, dark violet nose. It has bulbous features resembling curls of hair on its head, violet bulges resembling swelling veins, pattern its muscular, large arms, thighs, and chest, and similar thick violet bands adorn its shoulders. It possesses an hourglass shape. It is known to usually carry an I-beam girder in its arms. It's steel now. The steel frame it used to train its muscles, and girder boasts about its muscles with its comrades. Nice. <laughs> nice. Classic I got, dude, bro. got no room for humility on my poke team. Let me just say there. It is so strong that it won't even be moved if it's attacked by a group of professional wrestlers. It is usually found near construction sites. Awesome. 
Last up is Conkelder or Conkelder, if you want to say it like that, I guess. But I, I believe it's Conkelder. And by that, I mean, uh, that's how they say it in the anime to my to my knowledge. So that's the way I'm going to go with that, I guess. Conkelder is a bipedal sepia colored Pokemon resembling an Ooh. ogre. Ooh, great a sepia. What a glow up. Its nose is large and red with its face also having a prominent brow a wide mouth, and gray tuft on its chin, dark rings around its eyes because it doesn't sleep, and a bulbous feature sticking up from its back of its head. Thick violet bands and tendons adorn its shoulders, chest, back, and thighs. It is known to carry concrete pillars in its massive arms, which it uses to attack strongly without using physical strength or to support its massive upper body. Conkelder can create concrete, a technique it was believed to have taught humans 2,000 years ago. It is also often seen around construction sites helping construction workers. It seems that they just can't shake that habit of helping people <laughs> build stuff. Um, okay. Now, before we go into the stats, I, I want to bring this up because it's something that's literally bothered me for maybe – how long did, ago did this game come out? Probably a decade ago? Yeah, yeah. You got Timber. It's a play on a piece of wood. Uh-huh. You got girder. It's a play on a piece of steel. What the heck does con Kelder mean? Well, it's concrete. So con. Okay. Yes. Concrete. Okay. We've got the con from concrete. Uh, what is Kel and what is dir? I don't know. I don't know. People have been asking what dir is for ages. But uh... <laughs> please, please, somebody listening, tell me you had the same question when you heard about this line because I've thought this way for. <laughs> since the game came out back in like 2005. <laughs> oh, well, it's Max CP of Conkelder. Uh, it has a weird name, but it's got great stats, uh, as Kyle mentioned in the previous section. Max CP of 3337. That's pretty good. A very strong attack of 243 and stamina of 233 is only slightly muted by a defense of 158. And its best moveset, yet again, to reiterate, it's fighting type, guys. Counter dynamic punch. I don't have to say it. <laughs> Don't even have to, but I did anyway, because it's what we do here. He's pretty good, and uh, you should definitely do timber raids. That's pretty much it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Better than Machamp. Sorry to say. If you can if you can convert your Machamp tattoos into a Conkelder tattoo, you could. They'd be very ugly. They would be. Absolutely. But the thing is, is that Conkelder's kind of an ugly Pokemon, so it works out. Yes. Tell me I'm wrong. He is. He yeah. is. He is a very <laughs> ugly looking Pokemon. He's uh, got a face only a mother could love. That's all right. Well, it just that's why he doesn't sleep, man. It's just like, why do I? I don't understand. What's going on? What's my name mean? Uh. <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, let's move into the Pokepole. Last week's question was, what's something you would personally like to eliminate or improve on this year in Pokemon Go? Ooh, this was a weird one, by the way. I have to I have to put it in because some people thought that we were talking about the game and other people knew that we were taught we were trying to make the question about like them personally. So some of these answers are about the game and some of them are about the trainers. Just FYI. So Julia said, My response to the Pokepole is when multi-transferring, instead of not allowing legendary event mythical Pokemon to be transferred, just ask, Are you sure you want to add this to your transfer group? And then it will ask again if you say yes to both. And then it will go into the transfer group. Double checking instead of just making you do it manually. 
is a reasonable way to approach that situation for sure. Yeah, definitely. Especially if it's, you just, know, you don't have to like break out of the multi-transfer screen. You could just add it to the multi-transfer as you go along. Or we could just stop adding hat Pikachu into the game and then we'd be okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Alex said, I'd like to see Pokemon Go back off of RNG mechanics. I mainly speak of TMs because I want to swap to the move that I need rather than spend 10 charge TMs just to land back where I was to begin with. Example, Mewtwo. Oh, boy, don't I know that one. Yeah, I got a Mewtwo still sitting on Fire Blast from charge TM fails. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I think we can all agree with this sentiment. Joe said, eliminate Phoebus in eggs. And improve communication on what hatches from and odds of hatching something. Boy, would I agree with that second part. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of comes back to that whole our eggs loot boxes question. Uh, because yeah. if it does follow, if it does fall into that camp, then they might legally in the future be required to divulge mm-hmm. that information. But like Phoebus and eggs, it, not until Sableye is gone first. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> Alteria Ego says, improving my Stardust grind and hoping for a TM rework. At Ginger's 4 Pogo said, personally eliminate lazy item management. Why do I have 14 upgrades? <laughs> I don't know. It's, I'm the same way. <laughs> per- personally improve stronger teams for raids. Something you'd like Pokemon Go to eliminate. Random TMs. Mm-hmm. something like Pokemon go to improve red and orange hair. And in general, the whole avatar part of the game. Oh, yeah. so true. Yeah. Such a gold mine. I'm telling you Niantic, you'd make so much money making them customize. I want my character to have a beard, man. Yeah, I agree. And where's like guys really get shafted on the hair. There's basically one male hairstyle. That isn't that's kind of that isn't it. bad. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I'm 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 kind of hoping for that too. But in in particular, I'd like to shout out this this Twitter account. It's Gingers for Pogo. Uh, they are basically an account that's made almost exclusively for promoting the inclusion of the ginger hair color in uh, in Pokemon Go. Uh, the the I, I love that. Yeah. The the Twitter page is just phenomenal. <laughs> Maxitron said, I really liked earlier this year when I could go out to exercise and have my gotcha running to collect while I moved around my local park working on my own personal fitness. As an avid PvPer, it felt like I got stronger as my teams got stronger. I'd like to be better about that this year. Heck yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Just the average Joe said, I'd like to be more like Go Cast Kyle and feed berries at gyms to farm that stardust. Oh, more power to you. Hopefully you're not instinct because let me tell you, <laughs> it's a problem. I got more berries than I know what to do with. At least you make the concerted effort to do it. I like forget that that's a mechanic because I don't. I, I have enough. not in a while, okay. but it's great when you're somewhere that you know has is a gym and you're going to be for a while. That's like 10,000 Stardust if you're there for like three hours. That's true. It's, it's, it's and all that sweet, sweet inventory space, and that's priceless. <laughs> yes. Boris said, I would like to find more time to play Pokemon Go. Not just think I will go do raids, but actually go out and do them. I would like to be more active in the community again, make sure younger and lower level players aren't left behind like they sometimes are now. I'd like to put a dent in my raid pass stock that I've had from the very first box offers. Nice. Heck yeah getting out to do more especially more raids 
I'd like to be able to do that. Man, weather is so killer for that. It's though. true. Uh, Boris, I have a suggestion for you, especially with that last bit there. I'd like to put a dent in my raid pass stock that I've had since the very first box offers. <laughs> Might I suggest, speaking from experience, if you set a really stupidly high goal for yourself for a, a season, let's just say, uh, of doing raids... You, watch that pile dwindle just <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure that was both satisfying and disappointing at the same time once i dropped below 100 raid passes definitely part of me is like what have i done <laughs> you know <laughs> i don't know what to do with myself so anymore. proud of that pile i don't even know how much i have anymore jacket k said mine would be to make purified pokemon better we put in so much work hunting them down and rescuing them yet very few people bother purifying them because of the stardust cost and how limiting trading them are. I think that one's that's a tough one to solve because like the Pokemon has to be good in the first place to bother using it because so few Pokemon are worth using. Right. Um, but I also so. think that like from from like a, a narrative perspective, it, we're supposed to be like saving these Pokemon. And it's just kind of uh, it's dissonance in my head as somebody that is a player for this. Right. And we're supposed to be positive influences in the world where like a lot of people will just stockpile a shadow Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I suppose that doesn't really that's kind of a weird a weird thing but yeah it's not exactly rewarding to do so so whatever last we have Sarah it's like I'd like to walk jog, run to each gym in the center of my town during raid hour because they're all within a mile of each other and I feel so lazy driving in between them I also wish Niantic would make star pieces available to purchase in the store now that I've reached level 40 I'm on a stardust grind and it's always and it's not always worth it purchasing them in special boxes. Congrats on 40. Congrats on 40. Here's a question for you. What would be a reasonable price point for star pieces in the shop standalone? Hmm. That's a really good question. I think 100 coins a piece. You think? Yeah, maybe. Wait, you gotta, no, 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 no. Uh, how about we, how about 50? How about 50 coins a piece? Uh, let's see. You went the wrong direction. You got to think, though. It's not just what we value them at. It's what Niantic values the mat that determines what would feasibly be happening. I suppose. But I'm just like with with the star pieces, I wouldn't offer them in bundles. I think I would offer them at a standard price like that for for one of them. Um, like I wouldn't I wouldn't want if I were Niantic, I wouldn't want star pieces to be a bulk discount item whatsoever. I'd want it to be a premium thing like a poffin. I still think 200 hmm. would be what would be reasonable not to me like that's ridiculous to me but given the fact that you look at what kind of deals we get in the boxes and those star pieces are technically free because all of the money gets spent on either incubators or raid passes anyways sure yeah and they only give you know three or four maybe six at a time it's an interesting discussion because at 50 at 50 coins you would have a lot of people buying hundreds of them. And and I think you and I both know several people who would be like that immediately. That's true, but these people already do that. They just yes. buy them through the other boxes. But it, my, Niantic is making more money through those boxes. That's true. I suppose that is the case. Um, I don't, yeah, I, I don't really know. I still, I don't, a 200 just doesn't feel, it just doesn't seem right, doesn't feel good to me. But I, yeah, I think I might have to acquiesce and say that because of that reason, that might be the case. 
but oh well. I'd like to think it'd be accessible. Like because to me, like fifty coins is is one day's worth of your your earnings from holding down a gym. And so mm-hmm. I like I like it to be in a world where fifty coins would get you just about anything. Um I understand raid passes is not the case. I understand poffins is not the case, but there are other ways to go about doing those things. Right? You get your free raid pass every day anyway. You can also grind out your hearts on your buddy without the poffin. But as far as star pieces are concerned, there are so many uses for them, like your seven-day streak, your first catch of the day. If you go out for a half-hour walk, you'd want to use it to really kind of amplify your play if you only have a certain amount of time you can play during the day. Uh, so, I, you, know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying, like, it, I, I, I want I mean, it to be I at know. a level of accessibility where it promotes people wanting to play rather than it being prohibitive, right? I, I definitely agree. I'm just looking at it from the realistic perspective of if this were to ever happen, it would be an expensive item Yeah, to buy individually. Yeah, I can agree with that. So this week's PokePoll is what new Generation 5 Pokemon are you focusing on the most and why? So we touched on this just a little bit for the two of us earlier. But Chris, what's your answer? Uh, I really want to get a good IV Carablast and Shelmet. Um, so that I can grind out the candies because I'm a control freak and I don't trust the trade mechanic. Uh, to <laughs> <laughs> that's an admission. I'm sorry, that's just me. I mean, I I will you know screw around with the you know the the trade mechanic to a degree, right? I'll I'll, I'll try it, try my hand, but I don't know. I think at the end of the day, I'm probably just going to grind them out. Um, but I I want I want good versions man, of those man. evolutions. You know what I mean? For sure. You're crazy, though. Yeah. Like, this the moment I have an opportunity to trade those just to get the the deck entry at the very least. Oh, I'm talking God beyond forbid that. They're shiny. I'm talking about beyond that. They're not shiny. God forbid they're lucky. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, oh. you know, and then you just you saved yourself and you got the good IVs. But I, I want them just because they're cool. They're cool new bug Pokemon. And that's yeah. my my deal. So uh, what about you? What are you looking forward to the most? I know you said Haxorus, but. Um, yeah, but like. That is just from like a relevant sort of standpoint for me, Joltik. Okay. I love Joltik and I love Galvantula and they're, they're pretty accessible too. I've already seen a few shadows. I just haven't been able to go get them. And I just, I love the design. Galvantula is awesome. And Joltik is adorable. <laughs> yeah. So have you seen it on the overworld? Is somebody's better yet? No, not yet. All right, so you know how each Pokemon has like a if it's far away from you, it drifts. If it like go, it wanders away and then it runs back to you, it has a slightly different oh, no. animation when it's moving yeah. quickly. Joltik, when it's moving quickly, just jumps a sh- like a, it just jumps a bunch. <laughs> it's that's, really cute. It's like whoop, whoop 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 whoop, and then like it'll skitter like up next to you. It's like, real adorable. <laughs> Uh, but if, if you, dear listener, have an answer to the question, what new generation five Pokemon are you focusing on the most, and why, you can. Uh, give a response to when we post it on social media, such as Facebook and or Twitter, or if you're in our Discord because you're a patron, we also post it there and pull responses from those places. But you can also, of course, send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. And speaking of emails, 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 email, we're going to do some emails. Uh, can you imagine if we did all that and we didn't do emails? <laughs> One week we'll have no emails and we'll do that section anyways. Well last we'll week we like, <laughs> last week we didn't have any emails and we just didn't. And I what a missed opportunity. Yeah. Sometime yeah, down the road. 
We'll do. <laughs> All right. But this first email is from Justin. Uh, my question is about Pogo burnout. Have you experienced it? What did it look like? And what did you do to remotivate yourself? I have an answer for this one. I have experienced both burnout as well as like it's I wouldn't really call it burnout, but it is a lack of desire to play as much for the latter. It's almost always induced by the weather because we live in the Midwest. The weather just absolutely kills my desire to play the game. I love Pokemon Go. It's fantastic. But when I look outside and it is currently 15 degrees outside before the wind, I'm like, you know what? Pokemon Go can wait. And that feels bad. And I'm try to motivate myself to get over that. But sometimes you just kind of got to wait. Don't, you know, don't, don't try and force it. And I think that applies for regular burnout as well. You don't always need to be playing Pokemon Go. And whenever I've experienced actual burnout, I've taken a step back. I've only done like my weekly Pokestop spins and catches until I'm ready to start playing again. So what did you do to remotivate yourself? Just wait around until it was uh attractive to play yeah taking a step back from the game usually just helps me find what i liked about it again yeah or i find what i liked about it while i was taking a step back while i'm reading about pvp while i'm reading about raid counters and stuff like that so i can just stay current with everything and then you know i'm like hey i really want to play now weather's nice you know i haven't played in two weeks i'm gonna go out go to the park and just enjoy my time yeah so for me it's a little bit more complicated than that and by that i actually i'm not sure if it's more complicated it's just different um i i definitely understand and, and feel to a degree what you're talking about like when it's cold out i don't want to go out and play as much and i just uh, you know it, the, if if the past like month has been any indication of our goals um <laughs> and our conversations about it like it's just been very difficult for us to kind of like get out and play like we did during the summer like you and I are still setting goals like it's summer and that's just not, yeah, it's not conducive to our current situation as far as weather's concerned. But you know, if I'm thinking back during times, even when I am able to play to its fullest extent, when have I felt burnt out or just disinterested in the game? And to me, I think it has a lot to do with having people around that also play that I can talk to that get me excited about doing it. Um, there's a time and place for me to go out and solo play. I've done a couple of community days by myself in a local park and those were lovely, but I find that if I spend a lot of time by myself playing this game, I, I start to lose a little bit of interest just because it, it just feels so solitary and feels so kind of lonely. And every single time we go out and play community day and stuff like that, like Kyle can attest, I just don't shut up. I'm just so excited. <laughs> like, I just love, I love just hanging out with my friends and just talking about Pokemon. You know, I mean, that's, I, I, that, that gets me excited. The community gets me excited. This podcast gets me excited about the game. Like, I just need an injection of like Pokemon Go community. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's so true, too, because if you're just, I couldn't imagine playing this game if none of my friends played it if if i if i didn't do this show or if i didn't have a, a discord to discuss with i mm -hmm. would just i would hate the moments because i wouldn't have anyone to tell that i just got a shiny snow run right. so like 
who, who and else? then cry about its gender and like yeah, you know, then, have, you know, have like, that yeah have someone commiserate with me about it uh-huh yeah and like yeah that that definitely helps up the experience from just being a game to being an interaction with other people yeah because as much as i i love the game and its mechanics and pokemon in general and stuff like that like pvp is fun i like catching i think the curveball i think throwing curveballs is still fun i've done it thousands of times it's still fun you know to throw a good curveball hit that excellent it feels so good there's just nothing quite like talking to a group of people being in an excited pvp tournament where you know people are talking a little bit of smack you know giving each other a hard time trading each other things last minute to help each other out with the rosters like that that is pokemon go to me so i hope that answers your question oh i suppose to remotivate myself i should say just attending an event to answer that question but i feel like i that's pretty obvious (laughs) (laughs) thanks for the question justin i really appreciate it Cress wrote in and said, Hey guys, longtime listener and fan here. I wanted to write to you as I have a question for both of you. Do you guys find you have more shiny luck hatching eggs or shiny catches from the wild? Speaking for myself, I have very little luck on that number generator thing for catching shinies in the wild. During the winter event, I did not find a single shiny Sneasel despite clicking on every single one I could find. Oh no. My local community got them in droves, and for a while, I was quite disappointed. Side note, there's a guy who's nice enough who has ridiculous luck with shinies, including a shiny gibble. Most of us are salty regarding him because he always overly flexes on Discord of his shinies. (laughs) But despite all of that, I do have decent luck hatching shiny babies. Silver lining, right? absolutely for for sure it totally is shiny baby if you don't yell shiny baby when you hatch it (laughs) did you really hatch it anyways i was on my way home one night feeling salty when i hatched a 10k egg expecting yet another blue shanks or dumb phoebus i unconsciously let out a shriek on the bus at what i hatched a shiny gibble i couldn't believe it congratulations i'm incredibly salty now gosh (laughs) yes we both love and hate you I don't want to gloat. I just want to confirm they do, in fact, exist. I think it does make up for no shiny Sneasels, eh? Oh, Mm -hmm. that makes up for a lot of no shinies right there. Absolutely. Holy cow. Thank you so much for all your hard work on the show. You guys really do make my week awesome. You guys do a fabulous job of bringing listeners a fun, informative experience filled with humor and inspiration. I wish you guys tons and tons of shiny and hundo luck. And then they attached an image of their shiny gibble and a hundo clink. Well, thanks. I really appreciate that. Also, I'm still very jealous. But... <laughs> yeah, you can try to butter us up all you want. We're still mad at you. <laughs> Look, I like to pretend shiny gibble does not exist because in my right. mind, shiny gibble does not exist except when I need to bring it up as a talking point. <laughs> and then my brain is like, oh. Pull up all that information and then shove it all away again. Right. But so there, don't be upset there, about it. There was a question at the beginning of the email. Yes. You know, again, the question was, do you guys find you have more shiny luck hatching eggs or shiny catches from the wild? Kyle, how do you feel about it? Well, statistically speaking, I catch a way lot more than I hatch. So the odds are always going to be in the favor of of catching. But even if I remove all community day shiny catches, 
I still have had pretty solid luck catching in the wild and only passable luck with hatching eggs. You hatch a lot more eggs than me, so I'd be interested to see how you feel. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, like, I, you know, statistically speaking, right, looking looking at the numbers, I know that the chance is the same, right? It doesn't really matter between the two of them, but some of them can only, some, some shiny Pokemon can only be hatched from eggs and not caught in the wild, such as baby Pokemon and such like that. You have to look at, like, the, the variability, right? How many things are you clicking on in the wild that can't be shiny? And how many things are you hatching that have the possibility of being shiny? And then, you know, try to one-to-one them. That's almost impossible to do and keep a level head while doing it. Mm-hmm. But I would I would say, I man, I love hatching shiny Pokemon. Like, that's <laughs> one of the greatest things in the world. It's because I, so I'll be honest great. with you, when I'm shiny checking, I'm, like, kind of trying to will that shiny into existence. You're upset. You are upset when you're shiny checking. Don't lie. Yeah, that's, like, true. Click, that's true. Click, hang it, click, oh. hang it. Click. Uh, 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 uh. But you hatch, you hatch an egg. You're like, oh, oh, okay. But then you hatch a shiny, and you're, you know, you're usually shrieking unless you hatch a shiny Aaron, in which case you just groan, and just throw the phone. Your fifth exactly. one. Oh my gosh, or a plusle. Just, just quit the oh game altogether God. if I get another shiny plusle. <laughs> Goodness me. Uh, no, but I think you have a lot of like agency when you're shiny checking things in the overworld, and it almost feels like hatches like it's a symptom, like it's something that's happening to you. You know, like you're watching, you're like, oh boy, what could it be? But you have an expectation of the because sh- you're yeah. you know what Pokemon you're hitting in the overworld. So I, I kind of wonder how much of that like mental game uh, like feeds into this feeling. But definitely, I like I think I have better luck with eggs. Yeah, I don't know. This is a really good question. Uh, <laughs> just kind of like a, an, a subjective sort of thing. I, I would be interested to hear what other people have to say about it. But uh, thank you so much for the email, Cress. This next one is from Alex. Hey there. I really wanted a Pokemon Go themed podcast I could listen to while I work. So I just found you guys today on Pandora. I didn't even know we were on Pandora. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. I'm already a huge fan. I listened to a few of the most recent episodes, and now I went back to episode one to listen from the beginning of the show to get a sense of what you guys are about. And I find it interesting to hear how the game has changed since the start of your show. Attach is my first best buddy, my shiny lucky hundo Glaceon. That was my first lucky trade with my wife. Love the show and can't wait for the next episode. Sincerely, Alex. Okay, so Kyle. Yes. First of all, Alex, thank you so much for the lovely email. I went back recently just because apparently it's the thing to do. I feel like we've been hearing people have been like, hey, I started from episode one and I've still been listening. I'm like, man, how does episode one sound? I went back and listened. Oh, awful. Oh, no. It's no. so bad. How did we? Oh. Man, it's <laughs> now, go, now I got to go do that. Maybe Don't I'll do, that do it. Don't do actually do it. It's, it's quite it's quite Cringe myself and listening to myself. <laughs> well okay so like the first episode we like introduced ourselves like i'm christopher puner and like i'm kyle barnard (laughs) and this is like hi i'm ness (laughs) and i don't know why i just started laughing like i can't do this shut it off i just couldn't do it anymore (laughs) but uh kudos to you if you enjoy going back and looking through our our catalog um we we do pay for hosting such that it will always be there 
Um, so if you're looking at the uh, Apple Podcast listing or Google Podcast listen, listing, rather, uh, you will always be able to, as far as I'm concerned, be able to go all the way back to episode one and listen from there. It's also available on our website, gocastpodcast.com. But yeah, the whole thing's there. The whole discography, I suppose. Ugh. I don't know how to talk about that, but um, uh, this last email is from longtime listener and supporter of the show, uh, Jacket K. Hey, man. He asked for a more fun question. If you could pick any of the leaders, team leader or rocket leaders, to be a character in Smash Brothers, who would you pick and which three Pokemon would they use? This is a hard question. Oh, it sure I was telling, is. I was telling Chris right before this is a hard question. Because I'm desperately trying to remember the other team leaders in the games. Okay. All right. And so other teams. <laughs> I've, I've got it. You ready? Okay. Okay. So the character is going to be Giovanni. Okay. And his three Pokemon are going to be not Pokemon, but it's going to be the new team leaders in, in Pokemon Go. It's going to be oh, Clip, Sierra, yes. and Arlo. Absolutely. And I, I want... <laughs> I want them to just be confused as to what's going on the entire time, right? Because like Giovanni's developed some sort of weird like human Pokeball and he like puts it out and Sierra's like, what? Where am I? And then she's getting punched in the face by Mario and so she just retaliates, right? Oh my I imagine she'd fight a little bit like Bayonetta uh, and then uh, Cliff would fight a little bit like Donkey Kong or something like that and Arlo would be like, oh geez, I don't know. Uh, man, help me out here. Who could Arlo be like? Captain Falcon maybe? Arlo Arlo's fox is, is is a fox. He's totally he's a light. He's a lightweight. I mean, Arlo is a fox, but uh <laughs> But you mean like a fox is like a character like a shadow fighter? Yeah. I mean, you, I'm you into take that. your you take your pick. Yeah. Or you know what? Actually, like without it being kind of weird with Giovanni with like the, the human Pokéball thing cuz that's kind of strange. If he just like sent them out to fight and then they're kind of like Peach where Peach like throws out Toad and like other types of props if they use Pokémon from their team within that just by like only move specific though. You know what I mean? Mhm. That'd be pretty cool. So well, your turn. I just took a bunch of creative space doing that. I hope that I didn't okay. you step took, on your you toes. Took- all your weirdness over there while I'm over here desperately typing with my mic muted to try and get a real <laughs> answer. <laughs> Anyways, my answer is going to be N, who is the leader of Team Plasma, who's the Gen 5 team. Speaking of Gen 5 all this time. Okay. N has a fantastic pool of Pokemon to pick from. Zoroark is not in Pokemon, right? That's that's not uh, in Smash, right? Zoroark? No. No. Zoroark, okay. So it's definitely going to have Zoroark. On I mean, I th- it might be a Pokéball Pokémon. Let, let me That's let me okay. Check on then that. just get rid of just get rid of the Pokéball Pokémon. It's fine. It's going to be Zoroark. It's going to be Vanillux because it's an ice cream and what's the not to love? And then it's going to be Karakosta, who is the evolution of the Pokémon we just got, the Tortuga, was that right? I'm, yeah, I'm Tortuga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Caracosta is that evolution, and it's a turtle. It it works so good. Zorark could be like you know a fox clone. Vanillax could just be its own thing, slow moving, but have a lot of control in its abilities. And then Caracosta could have like a lot of aerial stuff because it looks like mm. its arms could be flapped to be wings. There you go. Okay. See, okay. Uh, Zoroark is in Super Smash Brothers 4. 
As a Pokeball or Master Ball Pokemon, when summoned, the entire screen turns darker and Zoroark will pause before teleporting behind an opponent, attempting to hit them with a slash. Nothing personal, kid. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. See, now you made me feel bad about my answer. How, how <laughs> could you do this to me? Oh, <laughs> well, all right. I can't, I can't believe you've done this. Anyway, if, if you at home also have a better answer than mine, which isn't very difficult to do, I suppose. This is a really fun question. Jacket K is a very creative guy. Uh, thanks for this great question. Uh, if you guys want to answer this question as well, please, uh, we'd love to hear your responses. That's quite creative. But again, thank you guys so much for the emails. If you'd like to send us an email, dear listener, you can to mail at gocastpodcast.com. If you'd like more information about the show, if you'd like to double check the email or send us an email from our contact form, you can do so on gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at GoCastPodcast. Like us on Facebook. Just search for The GoCast Podcast. And if you'd like to help support the show monetarily for as little as $1 a month and gain access to our Patreon-exclusive Discord where we hold remote PvP tournaments, we brag about our shiny Pokemon, we talk about how much the egg pools uh, are not in our favor as players, and we talk about, <laughs> <laughs> we talk about a million things, both positive, negative. It's a place for you to discuss openly about pretty much anything you would like to. Um, you can do so by visiting patreon.com forward slash go cast podcast. Again, that's Patreon. And before we do the goals, I do want to give another shout out to something. And I will have a link to this in the show notes. And I and I implore you, please, please, please go do this. But a uh, friend of the show and global community manager for Pokemon Go, Liz George, was nominated for a community industry award. And the voting is now open. It closes in a little while from now. Again, the link will be in the show notes. I've already gone and voted. It takes like zero time. They just gets, they just ask you for like an email address and that's about it. Please, if you can, please, please, please go vote for her. She deserves it. If you've noticed that in the past year and a half, Pokemon Go's response to community wants and needs have been that much more improved, you have Liz to thank for that and her team. So please go show your appreciation and drop her a vote. Okay, Kyle, enough of the niceties. Okay. It's goal time, man. It is goal time. Okay, give me give me a winter goal. Give me a I'm okay, on my well, couch goal. Well, I'm still well this this doesn't fill that category at all. But oh. I am going to <laughs> okay. continue working on my save lie. All right. Hopefully can finish it. Week three. I'm, this is weird. <laughs> uh, look, okay, I need about a hundred thousand Stardust to finish it, so I really hope 000. I can do that. Sounds good. You can do it. Um, I'd like to do a handful of timber raids at the very least. Okay. And I need a third because two doesn't cut it right now. No, no, it really doesn't. I want to make sure that I get a Joltik Alrighty. this week. So that's that's the third one. I have almost all of the other ones that can spawn in the wild already, except for Joltik and Trubbish. Okay, sounds good. All right, so I've got Max Sableye, a handful of Timber Raids. I'm just going to say, like, if you do one, I mean, you just want to at least get one in, right? I mean, hey, a one is, can fill a hand. One can fill a hand. It just depends he, how big that he one is. Is the muscular Pokemon? He's quite a handful. Uh, so, and that and and Joltik, right? Yes. 
Okie doke. Uh, for myself, I'm looking to snag another 300,000 Stardust, and I would like to get a Conkelder. I've done a few Timber Raids already, but in addition to, I'm assuming I'll, a couple of raids on Community Day, hopefully, um, I would like to, to, to get that evolutionary line just kind of ironed out so I can have one. I don't know. I just kind of want to have it. Even if he's not that great, I just like to have him on hand. Um, and then I really want to get an Escavalier. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I guess you're going to have to trade for that one. Uh, watch me. Okay, how about this? An Escavalier without trading. Okay. You know, that's a goal. That's that's a bold one-week goal. It's a, it's a stupid, no-point Chris goal is what that is. What happened to a winter goal? Look, you... You keep that to yourself, <laughs> even though it's th okay. These goal settings have always been about double standards, Kyle. That's what the theme has been. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, and speaking of community day, uh, I'm going to set a shiny goal. I know that Kyle, you weren't uh, able to, to right. participate for very long, but do yeah. you have one? Uh, I'd like to get at least one. So okay. I, I start work at one on Sunday. So I'm going to try and go out for at least a little while, but it also means I can't go very far. And none of the immediate areas is fantastic. Yeah. So I'm I'm going for one. You got to have your Pokemon uh, Go Plus going uh, during your your shift and it's see if be you at, can at the start. At the start, it will It'll be just just hidden. Awesome. All right. Well, um, I want to get more than ten shiny Piplup. I will be able to participate in the entire day, so I have no excuse to not set a stupidly high goal. So I will do that. Uh, and uh, and that's that. So. Uh, well, thanks for listening, guys. Best of luck on your Piplup Community Day, and we wish you the best of luck getting those new Generation 5 Pokemon. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week for episode 78. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.